Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley. Hey there. Good afternoon, folks. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on Tax Avoidance is Legal. I'm your host, Belsis Smalley. And I'm your host, Craig Smalley. And we're at about week 25 of our show. We're really excited to be with you live on the air. We decided uh, 25 weeks ago to challenge ourselves with making the topic of Texas fun and interesting. So don't turn the channel just yet. Yeah, so I just want to let you know, uh, coming up with a, a show topic every week is sort of daunting. So I tell Belsis every every week, I need an idea. I need an idea. And she's like, don't worry, sweetie, I'll get you an idea. And this show is basically because she hasn't given me any ideas. And 25 weeks into this, I'm out of them. So we're going to be talking about rants that I have. So I have a forum to get on my get on my soapbox, and I'm going to today. Wow, great. So now the whole audience knows it's my fault that we're going to have to listen to basically a whole hour of you complaining. Hey, listen, listen, I told you, I told you I was running out of ideas. But mm-hmm. as Belsis mentioned, we are live on the air and happy to take calls. So the call in number is one eight eight eight. go for it or one eight eight eight. Uh, 463-6748. Sorry about that. You can also email us at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. Now, we know that a lot of you are at work. You don't want to, you know, talk about confidential stuff and have people next to you hear it. So you're welcome to email us. And before we move forward, I uh, just want to stress that the advice given on uh, tax avoidance is legal is general in nature. Uh, Craig W. Somali, EA and CWSEAPA LLP and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on this radio show. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor. Uh, you can also find us on the web. Uh, our website is taxavoidanceislegal.com. Um, from there, you should be able to email us your questions. We have a little contact us form you could use, or you could also just email us throughout the week directly to info at tax avoidance is legal. And uh, any emails we receive throughout the week, we feature on Friday's show. Um, our show is sponsored by CWSEAPA LLP. We're a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services, and we can always be reached at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 844-297-3272. And also Tax Crisis Center LLC, where the nation's premier tax resolution firm and uh, tax crisis center can be reached at 1-855-IRS-2911. You know, Belsus, I always feel bad for you at the beginning of the show because you have so much stuff to say. <laughs> nah, not a problem at all. I enjoy it. It's all a disclaimer. It's kind of funny the world that we live in today. But anyway, um, you know, what sparked today's show was the fact that the IRS has increased fees on installment requests. And it just sort of ticked, it just sort of ticked me off a little bit. Well, it doesn't take too much to tick you off. That's, that's true. Or to get you going on a rant. So this is a perfect show for you. Yeah, so basically, here's here's what we're dealing with here, okay? So let's say that you owe the IRS some money, okay? And you don't have the money to pay them. Well, you can get into an installment arrangement with them where you can pay in increments over 72 months. Now, in order to do that, the IRS will still charge you interest and penalties, and that interest will accrue daily still. And what happens is um, you've got to pay a fee to get into this installment request. So the fee is sort of nominal um, today, but they're going up so much now. Yeah, they really are. And 
I think you, you even discovered that one of them was more than you thought it was, uh, right? Last week we yeah, talked a little. Yeah, we sort of talked a little bit about. We didn't talk about installment requests. We were talking about something else. But yeah. this is yeah, this is basically a shakedown by um, the internet news service. We were kind of talking about this last week, but here's an example. So I'm going to read this to you and you just will react to it. So the top rate uh, that they can charge for an installment agreement now is $225 and it applies to taxpayers who enter into an installment agreement in person, over the phone, by mail or by filing form uh, 9465 with the Internal Revenue Service. A taxpayer who establishes their agreement in this manner can cut the fee to just $107 by making monthly payments by direct debit from their bank account. So you can cut that fee in half if you're willing to give up some information. And then a taxpayer who sets up an agreement using um, the agency is an online agreement application will pay a fee of $149. Direct debit will cut this to $31. So using direct debit will cut your fee. But there's a problem with that. Stop and think about that for a minute, Belsis. What do you think the problem with that would be? Uh, it sounds like it's a much lower fee because you're giving the IRS to your bank account information. Do you really want to give the IRS, the most notorious collection agency in the world, your bank account information? Nope, I sure don't. Neither do most clients. Okay, so I'm never going to tell a client to get into a d- direct debit installment agreement with the IRS. Now, that's not what the IRS wants me to tell a client. They want me to tell the client to go ahead and do that. But I don't like them. I don't like the IRS just directly taking money out of my account. I don't like them knowing my routing number and account number. I, I mean, the only time they ever know that is just for the weird example that we'll ever get a refund if when and if that day ever comes. So anyway, it's just one of those things. Yeah, that's that's definitely not something I would want uh, to do either. I would not want the IRS to have my, uh, you know, debit account information, my you know, direct link basically to my bank account, and uh, certainly, you know, wouldn't recommend that to any of our clients. Well, yeah. So that's one thing. Now, and they they really make it uh, attractive though by that that cut. I mean, you could take it from what one hundred and fifty bucks basically to uh, thirty bucks. That's you cut in half. Yeah, you, yeah, it's a huge savings. It's an absolutely huge savings. Now, but the problem with that is the problem with offers and compromise, Belsis. You know how much I don't like filing those, you know, unless I know they're absolutely going to go through because yep. you have to give up so much information to the Internal Revenue Service. You have to tell them where all of your assets are. So if they're ever going to levy them, they know right where they're at. And you know that I only file those if I know they're going to go through. Exactly. Absolutely. I, I hear you on that. And that is definitely something we always uh, recommend is that, uh, you know, you only recommend the uh, offering compromise if you know that there's a really, really high chance that it's going to be accepted because you don't want to give the IRS information unless you absolutely, absolutely have to. Yeah, and let's go back for people that are maybe tuning into the show for the first time. And offering compromises when you owe money to the Internal Revenue Service and you offer them a lesser amount than what you actually owe them. And there's a, a whole process that you have to go through to um, have that approved by the Internal Revenue Service. And one of the processes you have to go through is you have to give them all of your account information. You have to give them your bank account, your where all of your assets are, things like that, the value of, of, of everything. So 
if the offer in compromise isn't accepted, the IRS usually has a lien against you. And with a lien, they can start levying your assets. Well, you've just told them where your assets are. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, so that's kind of, you know, where I'm coming from. And that's what we're discussing right now. Now with this installment agreement, the problem is you're giving them your bank account information. And again, you're giving the IRS account information. And that's something that I would never want to do unless I absolutely had to, but they're making it so attractive. Yeah, they really are. And folks don't realize that. So there are some folks who are going to go for it and they're, they're not realizing they're basically making it a lot easier for the IRS to, uh, you know, get a hold of their account and uh, take any money that they feel that the uh, individual owes them. So, Yeah, so this is sort of like something you and I were discussing on the way to work this morning. So my wife and I are driving into work every day, which is kind of an amazing thing. You know, I work with my wife and we spend all this time together and we we really don't, you know, really fight that much, I guess. I mean, we have loud arguments. I'm sorry, loud uh, disagreements. But they're not really fights. But um, the whole Cons- thing is considering the fact that we live and work together and are with each other 24 hours a day and haven't killed you yet. That's that's pretty good. It's miraculous, yeah, it's, actually. It's, it's absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So as we're driving into work this morning, you know, there's something in Florida we have called silver silver alerts where um, an old person, they have dementia or something, and they're out on the road, and it tells you to look for the cars. Well, obviously, we also have something in Florida called an Amber Alert, and that's when um, somebody thinks that somebody's been kidnapped, and what they'll do is they'll send that out to everybody, and they'll have the uh, the license plate numbers and the make of the car and and all of that. Well, they also ping your phone if you're in a certain location. And I was telling Belsitz this morning, that's kind of scary that, you know, the government can knows exactly where you're at and they can ping your your phone if you're in a certain location. And we started talking about that. And I said, well, you probably give all of that up in the terms of service that nobody ever reads. We all accept. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like one of those things, you know, so it's it's kind of the same thing here. And it's just, you know, there's for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It's just not something I would ever advise my client to do is to give the IRS information, any more information than they already have. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Well, I think we should probably take a quick break um, before we move on to more of your ranting and raving. What do you think? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Okay. Well, I want to remind everyone that we are live on the air, and you can call us at one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight with your questions. You can also email us your questions at info at taxavoidanceslegal dot com. And on the other side of the break, Craig's going to continue his rant. At Tax Crisis Center, LLC, we solve tax problems for a living. If you have a tax problem with the IRS, you've probably been inundated with postcards and letters from different tax resolution companies all over the country. Tax Crisis Center, LLC, is the country's premier tax resolution company. Unlike other tax resolution companies that will take your money and do nothing for you, once we are retained, we go to work. We get results for our clients and will handle your IRS problem professionally and expeditiously. Don't let the IRS push you around anymore. Give us a call at 1-855-IRS-2911. Email us at help at taxcrisiscenter.com or visit us on the web at www.taxcrisiscenter.com and let your voice be heard. 
CWS EAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning. Tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at cwseapa.com or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Put us to work for you today. Now, let's get back to Craig and Dulcis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Um, I'm your host, Dulcis Smalley, and today we've been discussing, um, well, really, it's been mostly just Craig ranting and raving about all the different things he can't stand. Isn't that right, Craig? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, you, you nailed that. I have a forum, so, hey, I'm going to use it. I know you will. I have no doubt about it. Um, and there is quite a bit to uh, to rant and rave about. One of the things we haven't talked about yet, and I'm sure you uh, can't wait to dig into, is uh, IRS cutbacks. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So let's discuss this for a minute, okay? So what? I mean, explain happened, to people what that is. You know, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm going to do. So every year the IRS goes to Congress with a budget, and they say we need X amount of dollars to fund, uh, you know, what you want us to do. And uh, what's happened in the last couple of years is the Congress hasn't hasn't uh, funded the Internal Revenue Service fully yet, which on paper sounds great, right? So mm-hmm. it sounds great that. The the IRS isn't being funded because what would you think? Enforcement would go down, but it doesn't. Enforcement stays up. They just find a way around it. So what they've started doing is they keep enforcement where it is. Enforcement is at probably about 3.5%. And what that means is they're enforcing, um, they're auditing, getting into collections about 3 the populace, which is, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but it actually is. It's quite a, it's quite a bit. And um, in doing that, what is they've started streamlining things. So there are a lot of people that are selected for audit, and it's done through correspondence audit. So what the IRS will do is send you a letter asking you to prove X amount or whatever's on your tax return. You send them the information back via mail, and that's what's known as a correspondence audit. And there's different times that that happens. You can either be proving something or there was an information return that, that was filed and um, you, it wasn't on your tax return. Like you, there was a W-2 you forgot or something. Well, the IRS has it and they match it and they'll send it to you by, by uh, mailing. You're supposed to respond to it. Well, here's the problem with that is that the problem with that is that nobody, um, nobody ever, ever, um, when when the information comes to the Internal Revenue Service, nobody ever seems to read that information. So the next thing that ends up happening is that this person just gets hit with a bill from the IRS, and that's it. So that's kind of you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I absolutely know what you're talking about, and you know what can you do? It's one of those things well, when you're dealing no, no, with. No, the- no, 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 no. Let me tell you what you can do. So coming <laughs> from coming from my end, right? A client comes to me and they have a correspondence audit. I take care of it. 
I go through, I send them the information they want, or however it is that we mitigate whatever the IRS is saying that they owe. We send it to the IRS. The IRS just sends a notice that says that they owe X amount of dollars, um, you know, and then you're sending a letter back to them, and then you're saying, wait a minute, that can't happen, because there's nobody to contact on these correspondence audits. There's nobody to contact. So. It's something that um, that's that's very frustrating. So the client comes to me and they're like, "I thought you said you took care of this," and and then we just go down, you know, the the um, the avenue of how to do things with the IRS. But it, it causes a lot more work on my part, and it's it's horrible. Yeah, it really is um, because uh, a lot of times they don't understand it. They either think you're not moving fast enough on things, or don't believe, um, you know, that. You've really done what you said you've done just because of how long it takes for them to respond to things, how sometimes things get crossed in the mail. Uh, it's crazy, really. Sometimes. Yeah, because because in today's world, we're sort of prison. Well, it's kind of a good thing and it's sort of a bad thing. Um, it can be a bad thing that we have technology. So we're used to instant gratification, right? So it used to be, I remember, it's, it's funny because, you know, I'm 44 years old. So, you know, I'm part of Gen X and I kind of grew up with technology. But it's kind of funny. It was, you know, I can remember when we went from letters to emails and emails were really cool and that was great. You could instantly connect, and now we've moved to text messages. But the, the only way that you can communicate with the Internal Revenue Service is via mail. That's it. There is no mechanism to send them email. There is no texting the IRS. None of that happens. So you're, of course, sort of a slave to the U.S. mail. And I tell Belsis and my assistant this pretty much every day. I think the tax professionals actually keep the post office in business because every time we send something to the IRS, we have to send it certified. We have to. Um, so I'm really interested. You know, we spend tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars on mail every week. So it's something, you know, that that's just, you know, it, it's just horrible. Yeah, I really, I really think you're right about this. I really think that we, uh, you know, the IRS keeps the uh, the postal uh, service in in check and keeps them busy because, uh, man, they are still so antiquated with the fact that everything has to be uh, in writing. But that's also another good thing for folks to know is that IRS isn't emailing you. It's rare for them to also call you. They uh, oftentimes, if you're in trouble with the IRS, so we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the uh, all the IRS scams that are happening, where people get calls and you know, and they they pretend to be the IRS demanding money, and that that's not how the IRS operates. You're going to get a ton of love notices in the mail from the IRS before uh, anyone tries to contact you, either in person or over the phone. So you but know, don't don't fall prey to that. But, 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 Bell, you're forgetting there's a problem with that. There's a problem with that. People have gotten used to, just like I've gotten used to, everything is electronic. I don't even open my mail anymore. When mail comes, I'm shocked. You know, somebody will say, well, I sent you a letter, and it's like, I can't, there isn't a time, there's no mechanism of a time of day when I come home and get the actual mail. It's, it's so weird to, to actually get a letter or to get, you know, something, but, you know, that's kind of the function of the IRS is they only, they only offer things through mail and the only time I pay attention to mail is if something comes to the office because it's an IRS notice. And exactly. it's, you know, so that's, that's pretty much it. But at home, I don't pay attention to the mail. If something's important, I'll get it. 
um, a couple weeks after it's been said because it's not that big of a deal to us, but it's, you know, so that's kind of, you know, something else, but, um, well, that's you know, why that it's, it's important for us to kind of let the public know that it's not, you know, that's not how they operate. It's, it's, and you, it is important for them to open those IRS notices because as we've mentioned, oh, yes, in the past, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As we've mentioned yeah, in the past that you can lose, you know, certain rights if you, um, let those IRS letters sit there unopened and, you know, just cause you're afraid to see what's in them and then the time clock uh, does uh, run out on certain uh, rights that you might have to appeal things or, you know, so always important to open the IRS notices. Well, we've, yeah, we're, no, we're getting a lot no. of uh, questions. Uh, do you want to tackle some of these questions that have come in? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Michael in Tulsa says, uh, what happens to user fees if someone is already on an installment plan? Hmm. Oh, nothing, nothing. They're, the the installment fees are, are front front end loaded. So the first payment that you make on your installment arrangement, the uh, user fee is taken away from that. So if you're already on an installment arrangement, don't worry about it. These fees are just for if, if, if it's a new installment arrangement. Okay. Well, I want to uh, stress to folks that if you're out there and you have a question, Please go ahead and email them to us at info at taxavoidancelegal.com. Uh, as Craig mentioned at the beginning of the show, we realize that a lot of folks are at work right now. They may not want to call in. Um, if you want to call in, feel free to do that. Our call in number is 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748. Um, but we do tend to get a lot of questions via email um, because it's just a lot more private that way. So info at taxavoidancelegal.com is the email address to uh, send those to. So, Craig, what else are you ranting about today? What else is on your mind? Well, this sort of ties to what I was talking about uh, before with um, everything being uh, digitized uh, and electronic, or I'm sorry, automated with the Internal Revenue Services, um, these unnecessary tax court petitions that, that we're filing these days. Yeah, I get that. I've noticed that we've been filing a lot of them. What's the deal with, with those? Well, yeah, so... Very, you know, so you'll be working this case and the IRS isn't reading your letters and all they're sending is is amounts that the taxpayer owes that you know that the taxpayer doesn't owe. So they'll get to some point where they'll um, do something called a final assessment. Well, the only thing that you or I'm sorry, um, a notice of deficiency is what they'll send you. The final thing they'll send you is a notice of deficiency. The only way to fight that is to file a tax court petition. Now, typically what you're doing is you're, you're asking the tax court to hear this case. Now, the tax court won't listen to it. They'll kick it down to appeals, but at least in appeals, you'll actually be able to talk to somebody. So, um, so that's why a lot of you're seeing all of these tax court petitions that we're filing now, Belsis. Now, understand something that the client is also paying us to do this. So there, it's every time we have to escalate, we have to charge for it because we're having to do something else. And so it's, it's sort of costing everybody, the taxpayers, more money to actually move throughout the system. Mm, that's me. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that's not the only thing that you've got to complain about. Um, I've heard you complain a lot lately about uh, unlicensed tax preparers. So I'm sure I'm, I'm, you know, opening the floodgates here. So what do you think about uh, unlicensed tax preparers? Well, <laughs> 
here, here's here's the here's the funny thing about unlicensed tax preparers is you don't have to be licensed to uh, prepare a tax return in the United States, and a lot of people are shocked by that. Every time I tell a client that, they're shocked by that because even plumbers, anybody, they're you know going through like all the regulations and everything. Most people have to be licensed, right, Bells? You, you expect them to, you expect them to be licensed. I do. I would especially expect them to be licensed if I'm they're dealing with my taxes or my you know anything to do with my finances but you don't have to be anybody can open up their own their tax shop and they can you know buy a tax program and hope that the program tells them how to do taxes collect a fee and do somebody's taxes with that and they can learn on somebody else's time so as a consequence um when you're going out there and you're comparing what somebody charges versus what another person charges you've got to sort of keep that in mind is that this person may or may not know what they're doing whereas this person does and it's one of those things where you're you're not comparing an apple to an apple. You're you're comparing, you know, you're you know, you so usually you get what you pay for in one of those, you know, types of scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you definitely um, want to make sure that if you're dealing with uh, taxes, if you're dealing with an accountant, you want to make sure you have a licensed person. Um, you know, make sure that they are a licensed individual because, as Craig said, you don't need to be licensed to prepare a tax return. And I don't know about you guys listening out there, but I certainly want to make sure that uh, the person who's handling my taxes is licensed. I want somebody who has more than just a crash course in taxes taking care of my, uh, you know, my my income taxes because it's not just uh, filling out a quick form. A lot of folks think, oh, there's nothing to a tax return. It's just filling out a form. I don't want to pay somebody a bunch of money to fill out a form. That's not what goes into a tax return. There is a lot more, uh, you know, especially if, if your situation is a little more involved. You know, I, there are st- circumstances where you can maybe handle it yourself with TurboTax for, for a lot of folks out there. You know, they have uh, complex uh, tax scenarios that they may not even realize. Isn't that right? Absolutely, yeah. That's that's exactly it. Now, Bell says, do you want to hear a famous quote by Alan Shepard, America's first astronaut? Sure, go ahead. Run with it. Well, well, this is kind of funny. I was reading this, and you know, I'm sort of like a history buff, right? So I was watching um, this thing on PBS. So on Tuesday night on PBS in Orlando, anyway, they always have these really interesting shows on that are on during prime time, and nobody in my family ever wants to watch them. So I end up in the bedroom, and they're downstairs watching whatever they want to watch. So I was watching um, this. Well, you, you uh, gotta, you gotta be honest. Some of them can be quite boring, Craig. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that kind of stuff. It's really entertaining for me, so I, I like it. So I was watching something on the U- United States uh, space program. So before Alan Shepard went into orbit, he said, and I quote, I am keenly aware that I am in a ship and surrounded by equipment that went to the lowest bidder. So stop and think about this. This man's life is, is in the hands of the lowest bidder because everybody knows the government always goes with the lowest bidder. So that's something that's kind of interesting. Oh, that's actually quite scary. I would not, uh, I would not want that. Uh, if I'm going up in space, I want to make sure that I have nothing but the best. Well, yeah. If you stop and think about this, Bell, since this is kind of funny, this is kind of like the American-made argument that we were discussing the other night. Do you remember that? Mm, what was that again? The American-made, like you know, this whole everybody. Oh, yeah. 
by America Made. Yeah, so we were watching the uh, the BBC News uh, the other night, and we were discussing. They were discussing on the new show how manufacturing jobs are leaving areas now, and I said, you know, I, I told both. I said that's because the American worker. Um, demands to be paid more than their foreign counterpart. And I was telling Belsis, if we're really going to, as a country, move to um, having sub-made in America, or that's what we wanted to do, then we need to know that we're going to have to pay more for it, because you know, it's it's one of those things, is that a lot of times you're paying for quality over quantity, you know, so, and, um, you know, there, how many times have we heard that, you know, there's, every time we turn around, there's something wrong with factory in China, there's Chinese drywall that's causing cancer, whatever it is. I mean, so a lot of times, I mean, you know, actually, you know, if you want to buy American, you have to pay more for it. So it's, it's just one of those things. And that's sort of on with this as well. Yeah, absolutely. You're cutting out a little bit, so I apologize that I had to ask you about that again, but I wasn't sure what you were, what you were mentioning, but, um, it's it's kind of funny, you know, how uh, I, I love that quote that you mentioned from the astronaut. That's pretty hilarious. Um, you know, crazy. Yeah, yeah but, but let's take a break, Bells. All right. We'll take a quick break, and then we will uh, get into some of these uh, questions that have come in, and you can continue on your rant. I want to remind everyone that uh, we are live on the air. You can call us at one eight 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 go for it or send us an email at info at taxavoidancelegal.com, and we'll be back in just a minute. Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Come and see what you've been missing. Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies, too. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or visit us on the web at CWSEAPAPayrollService.com. At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. 
Call us today at 1-877-695-6658. Our website is albernaservices.com or email dalbernas at albernaservices.com. Your success is our business. Now, let's get back to Craig and Belsis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Hello, welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today we are talking about things that I'm ranting about, basically. So um, we want to remind you of our call-in number that's one eight 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 go for it or one 463 You can also visit us on the web at, at uh, TaxAvoidanceIsLegal.com or you can email your questions at info at TaxAvoidance legal.com yeah we realize a lot of you are, are at work so you know if you don't want to hear everybody talk about confidential information go ahead and send us an email yeah absolutely folks and today basically Craig's been discussing all the different things that he wants to kind of rant and rave about and we've uh, kind of discussed about different issues with the IRS such as you know the IRS cutbacks uh, we talked about fees that the IRS is charging folks uh, what else have we talked about Craig it's pretty much unlicensed tax preparers. Unlicensed tax preparers, absolutely. Um, so we've had quite a bit that we've had, uh, you know, that Craig has been ranting and raving about. Apparently, uh, this is all my fault. I didn't uh, give him any show ideas, so he's just uh, going to punish me with an hour of his rants. <laughs> that's, that's basically it, yeah. So this is, this is what happens when you don't give me any show ideas, Bose. It's all my fault, guys. I am so sorry. Do you want to get to some of the questions that have been rolling in, Craig? Yeah, why not? All right. I have a question here from uh, Tom in Oklahoma City who wants to know what the percentage of increase is on the installment agreements with the IRS. 200%. They increased it by 200%. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. Write your congressman. So start a letter writing campaign. Write your congressman. Tell them this is an outrage. I mean, it's a 200% increase. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, I I just can't even understand it. Um, oh, you're speechless. I mean, you're speechless. I absolutely am. I mean, I think we talked a little bit about this um, last time. And um, honestly, I think we had we had thought the rates were even a little bit less than they actually are. Isn't that right? Do you well, wanna... no, they, yeah, they weren't official yet. So they were, you know, they had just come out and, and um, so now they're official. So we know exactly what they are now. Mm, wow. I, uh, I had no idea how much Craig had to rant about, to be honest with you guys. Um, so I, I apologize to everyone. But um, I wanted to remind folks who maybe haven't listened to our show in the past um, that uh, we, we're trying to put all of our shows uh, on our website so that everybody can listen to them. Um, if you haven't, um, if you've missed some of the shows, you can always go to the Talk Zone website. They have all of our shows there, and you'll be able to listen to all the back shows, and uh, probably in another couple of days, we should also have them on our website at uh, taxavoidanceislegal.com. So we're working on yeah. getting that up. We said that last week, Bells. You were supposed to have them up this week, sweetie. I know. I sh- I'm, I'm almost done I with know, it. but but we have extensions, everybody. So we're working on extensions now, and we're very, very busy. So um, it's like tax season part two right now. So, yeah, um, Craig, 
<laughs> Craig likes to make me promise things that I can't possibly accomplish in a short amount of time. <laughs> and that's basically, yeah. yeah there's, that's basically it. there's my rant for today. How about that? I, I should be allowed to throw in a rant or two myself. So, that's, well, yeah, that's, well, well, I think it's kind of funny you said rants and raves. I don't think we've raved about anything yet. It's just been complaining. That's true. It's mostly rants. I, I think it's just one of those phrases that you rants usually come along with raves, but not in this case, right? No, it's just rants. It's just rants. Just rants. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Um, what else is bothering you, Craig? Before I, before I get on my soapbox, I want to know what, what else is bothering you? Because I know you're going to mention well, something. I know you're going to mention something, and then I'm going to jump on my soapbox. I'm going to let you. I'm just. I'm just letting you know, okay, this is off topic, but we sort of talked about this the other day. Somehow or another, we ended up on ABC Nightly News, and the anchor for that is David Muir, right? David Muir, right? This guy talks in headlines. So he's giving you the news, and he's talking in a headline. Like, he doesn't talk like a normal person. He talks in headlines. So you're literally going to rant about David Muir also from ABC yes. Nightly News. Is that, yes. Absolutely. You realize, you do realize that he is an anchor, Craig, and that's his job is to give you the news. And yes, he is going, basically going to be giving you a lot of headlines. That's kind of no, 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 no. This guy will take it to an extreme. So for instance, he'll say a bomb, an explosion, so many lives torn apart. Instead, he should really say something like today there was a bomb and an explosion. There X amount dead and X amount injured, but he doesn't do that. He talks <laughs> in headlines. Even like I understand they read the headline, then they go into talking about the news. Even when he's talking about the news, it sounds like he's talking in the headline, and it's just I can't focus on what he's saying. Okay, that is true, but still, I mean, I don't know. I don't seem to have as much of a problem with him as you do, but every well, time this comes on the, the, the TV. He is, he is the reason I don't watch American news. He is the um, exact reason. Why have I, I, have I told you about, have you, you know, I, I'm talking to the audience now. Have I told you guys that this guy listens to NPR on the way to the office? He watches the German, Japanese, and BBC news. <laughs> he refuses to get news from American sources other than NPR. I mean, it, it's a snooze fest on the way into work, snooze fest with these uh, monotone voice NPR folks. And then, uh, you know, I come home trying to unwind and I, I have to decipher what these folks, uh, you know, are saying on the Japanese news. <laughs> Half the time, I, I am distracted by their funny pronunciations. The, the Japanese news is the best because they will have people on there that barely speak English and they have they have um they'll have they have this one reporter he barely speaks English and there are no subtitles so you're you're constantly trying to decipher what he's saying but I like it that way because they don't sensationalize things like American news does. American news will sensationalize things, and I just want the facts. I, I know, want- I know, I know. You want to, you don't want to be told how to feel. I know. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I don't want to be told how to feel at all. I don't at all. So, um, no. also let also let's talk about news magazines, right? Sixty Minutes is the only good one out there these days. I used to love Forty Eight Hours back in the nineties. Because remember, the whole concept behind 48 Hours, Belsis, was that they would take one subject and spend 48 hours with them. Now it's just a sensationalized crime mystery like 2020. It's just, that's all it is. It's a mystery about some, uh, uh, some crime that was committed and they go deeper into it. 
I, you know, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. It's it's true, but somehow I have no idea how we ended up here. We took a detour, and let's get back to taxes. I heard you complaining last week about a revenue officer that you're dealing with. Why don't you explain a little bit um, to the audience about what goes into representing someone before the IRS? Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty there that you could rant about. Yeah, so I want to let you know something. They, so you can't – there's a lot of times – this is kind of funny. When I first started in practice, and this is a very, very funny story, I used to love talking to people that had been in practice for years first started in practice. I loved to hear their war stories, and I remember – This one guy telling me a story about how he was talking to a revenue officer and he got suspended. He had his license suspended for two years for telling the revenue officer that he wanted to come through the phone and strangle him. Okay, so it's funny. Last week, I felt exactly like that, but I didn't say it. I didn't voice it because, you know, when you're dealing with a revenue officer, they have a little bit of power and they're trying to impose their will upon their client and a lot of times they forget that you're a practitioner and you know what the rules are try to circumvent the rules sometimes and you've got to bring them back to to topic so Mm -hmm. it's kind of you know one of those things where i was dealing with one um just a couple days ago and i was just getting frustrated with them and i'm just like you know well fine okay go ahead and do that i'll do this and go ahead and you know it's it's just really a a pain in the butt sometimes but (laughs) a lot goes into it they really a lot goes into dealing with it well i certainly know that but i just i thought that was kind of funny and something that the audience would uh, enjoy hearing about well i think we should should probably take a um, final break for the show. I want to remind everyone to call us at one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight with your questions. So email us at info at tax avoidance is legal. And on the other side of the break, uh, Craig's going to get to some of these emails that have come in. Craig Smalley is the author of twelve books regarding taxation. Two of his books have been revised this year. It starts with an idea revised edition takes you through the startup of a company. It talks about taxes, entity structuring, the IRS, and so much more. The Complete Guide to Estate, Gifts, and Trust Taxation Revised Edition is about how to navigate the complex estate tax. Both books have just been released by CWSEAPA Publishing, LLC, and are on sale now at Amazon.com. If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWSEAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at cwseapa.com or visit us on the web at cwseapa.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it. With so many choices when looking for quality investment advice, you owe it to yourself to seek a professional who has your best interests at heart. 
At J.B. Meridian Advisors, we don't sell products that generate commissions or have hidden fees. Client assets are never locked up in illiquid investments that could take months or years to access, or worse, charge a penalty to sell in an emergency. Our civil structure aligns the interests of our clients with our interests by charging a flat fee based on the assets we manage. As your portfolio value increases, our firm grows. Call J.B. Meridian Advisors now at 877-398-0051 or visit us online at jbmeridian.com. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today we've been uh, basically letting Craig... uh, fly off and rant about uh, all the different things that are bugging him in the IRS and tax world. And I uh, want to remind everyone that we do uh, have a call-in number. We're live on the air. The call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. You can also visit our website at taxavoidanceislegal.com and email us your questions to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. Um, as we keep mentioning, we know that a lot of you are at work and uh, email might be the best way to send in your questions without everyone in your office finding out what you uh, have a question about, especially if it's confidential in nature. Um, I want to stress that if we don't get to your question while we're live on the air, we always respond to you. So um, don't despair if you don't hear us uh, ask your question um, while we're live on the air. We will, we will still make sure to answer your question. So with that uh, being said, Craig, um, we've been chatting so much, Craig, that I've gotten a mailbox full of questions. Are you ready for them? You know, here's the best part of me ranting today, Belsis. Apparently, I'm having microphone problems, and a lot of what I've been ranting about has been um, cutting in and out. So you haven't really had to hear me rant, Bell. So that's good for you, right? Well, I've heard about half of it, so but I, I get to hear it all the time. <laughs> so Chris in Detroit wants to know, where do you get your tax news from? Oh, where do I get my tax news from? Um, I subscribe to a um, to a bunch of different services. I mainly get it from uh, Checkpoint, which is a uh, professional research software, um, and I get an email about four thirty every morning, um, packed with everything that's that's gone on, and that's basically where I get my tax news from. Yeah, and folks, he wakes up at like 3 or 4 in the morning. This man is like a robot. I swear I don't think he's human. And all he does for the first couple of hours every day is just read all these news updates and stuff that would put me right back to sleep. But he loves it, and it keeps him going. And I'm not going to complain because it's a couple of hours that uh, he's off uh, not ranting. So Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Bill in Memphis says that he is representing himself in an audit. Uh-oh. And the examiner isn't accepting the information that he is providing, and he wants to know what can he do. Uh, it depends on what they're doing to you. So if they're not, they're just flat out not accepting it, um, then just you know go directly to their manager. Now, in the mm-hmm. 22 years that I've been doing this, I've never seen a manager take the opposite position from their employee. So um, if the manager won't take what you're trying to give them, let him close his case and go to appeals. Now. You've gotten this far and you're not getting a good response. Hire a professional to go to appeals with because appeals is really your last shot where you have to go to tax court. So um, hire a professional, bite the bullet, somebody that's been to appeals that knows about appeals. You don't want to tackle this one yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, we have a question here from William in Miami. Uh, says he went back and listened to our first show. He's interested in forming a Nevada corporation, but he wasn't clear on the benefits of them. Can you elaborate a bit? 
Yeah, well, basically, it's privacy. I mean, you know, in today's world, you can find out anything about anybody. So um, I believe on that show we were talking about in Florida, that's where one of our offices is. Uh, we have something called Government Under the Sunshine. And um, you can find out anything about anybody that you wanted to um, in the state of Florida. The state of Nevada is different where... Um, you know, if somebody owns something, you can't find out about it. So that's one of the benefits. Another one of the benefits is there's no state income tax. Um, so that's a benefit as well. Oh, wow. Has it been that long since our show? Has it been about like six months since we started doing this? Yeah, it's been six months, yes. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 well, well, you wouldn't feel that because you're not the one that comes up with these show ideas. <laughs> it's me, so. I know. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been six months. That's crazy. Oh, time flies. Anyway, uh, we got another question here from Tony in Huntsville. Um, he asks, what do you think of Trump softening on immigration? Not sure that that's on topic, but. <laughs> well, I, well, we obviously got way off topic today, but uh, I mean, I'll, I'll answer this, I guess. Um, I think that he's, he has to appeal to a wider base, so he's going to say whatever he wants to say to appeal to a wider base. He's, he's turning into a politician, which is, you know, not the reason why he was the, the Republican, um, you know, uh, nominee. But anyway, it is what it is. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I'm voting for uh, Rizzo and Bryant in 16, so I'm not even voting for them. <laughs> I'm not voting for <laughs> Trump or Hillary. It's Rizzo and Bryant 16. Oh, okay. Making up your own candidates there. I didn't make this up. I've got a shirt coming that says Rizzo Bryant that I'm going to wear every day until the election. Oh, lovely. Do you see what i got to deal with, folks? This is just insane around here. Uh, anyway, Marvin in L.A. wants to know, what do you think uh, What do you think about the ad campaign that one of the large tax software companies ran this year saying you don't have to be a genius to do your taxes? Uh, I think I know what company he's talking about. I absolutely, well, he probably told you and you didn't say it. Thank you. Thank you for not saying it. Um, but anyway, yeah, what do I think about that? I think in most situations, he's absolutely correct. Or in some situations, he's absolutely correct. It's very funny. My oldest son is 18 years old and he, uh, started working this year and I told him he's going to do his own taxes that, um, you know, come tax time because I feel that everybody should have just the basic knowledge of how the tax system works. And by him doing his own tax return, he'll know how it works. Now, I told him before he sent it, I'll take a look at it and make sure it's right. But other than that, I, I think that, you know, that sometimes that's correct. But, you know, if you're dealing with something where you're self-employed or you have a bunch of stocks or you have stock options or something like that, then um, then no, I don't agree with that. It's it's it gets it can get very complicated and complex. Mm, yeah, well, I think we still have time for a few more questions. Uh, John in New York City has a question about New York City taxes. He lives in New Jersey but works in Manhattan, and he wanted to know if he's subject to New York City tax. And we kind of touched on this in one of our recent shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about state taxes. I think it was, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we had a question similar to this. Um, he lives in New Jersey, but he works in Manhattan. So are you subject mm-hmm. to the New York City tax? Is that the question? 
Yep, and we do have a lot of folks who've asked us before because, it, I mean, they're in such close proximity. It's very common for folks to live in uh, Jersey and work in, you know, New York. Exactly, Connecticut the same way. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, um, yeah, basically you are. You are subject to New York City uh, tax, but as a non-resident, so you pay the lower rate. But, yeah, you're also subject to New York State tax, but as a non-resident and at a different rate. So it's not like it's the end of the world, but you do have to. And I believe if I were remember correctly, because I don't do a lot of New York and New Jersey returns, but I do have a basic understanding of them. Um, I do believe that uh, New Jersey and New York have a reciprocal agreement that if you pay taxes in one of the states, the other state doesn't tax you. Not uh, Usually the states that are in real close proximity do have those, those kind of reciprocal agreements. But um, yeah, I, I believe that New Jersey and New York are one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Russell in San Diego asks, uh, he thinks he heard on the show that you named your dog Arietta. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're actually going back and listening to our show. Yeah, yeah. so I have a dog. I have a rescue dog, and um, my dog is awesome. He, she's, uh, she's, part, um, she's part of German Shepherd and part Labrador. And, um, when I got her, uh, you know, my, my other son, I, you know, me and, uh, my other son, uh, Brendan, we got a dog and, um, he wanted to name it Rizzo and I wanted to name it Arietta. He said that because it's a girl, he'll, he's okay with Arietta because that, it doesn't sound as, 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 you know, as, yeah. as, 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 as good as, as Rizzo. He wanted, he wanted Rizzo if it was a boy. So, um, anyway, so he went along with Arietta, but I don't know. I just, I used to like Jake Arietta. That's why. Okay. And uh, Melissa in Louisville wants to know, do you have any doctors that are clients? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Yes, I have quite a few doctors that are uh, clients, yes. We sure do. I think uh, we are going to have to wrap it up. So final question, Gregory in Orlando wants to know, uh, what are you doing on Labor Day weekend? (laughs) <laughs> Gregory's asking this because Gregory absolutely knows what I'm doing on Labor Day weekend. I'm doing nothing but sitting in underwear and an undershirt watching football because college football is back. So, Belsis, for the next 16 weeks or so, mm. I am I am cheating on you. I am married to football. So you, you won't have a – yeah, so we're not going to talk a lot. We're not going to – I'm going to be watching football. So just leave me alone on Saturday and Sunday. That's fine with me. I'm, I'm all for that. That's one one time I'm going to give you a pass. I'm going to give you a okay. pass on this. <laughs> all right. Well, this concludes today's show. If we didn't get to your emailed question on the air, we will email you back. Remember to visit us at uh, taxavoidanceislegal.com and email your questions throughout the week to us at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. I want to remind everyone that this show is sponsored by Tax Crisis Center and CWSCAPA. And uh, we are a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. You can always reach us at 1-844-CWSCAPA or 844-297-3272. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to next week's show. Have a good weekend, guys.